All right, the tea has been poured and we are ready to begin. Hi, y'all, and welcome to uh, The Book on Fire. This is a podcast where we discuss difficult or illuminating books and other texts and invite y'all to listen along or participate. This is episode number one. We're not actually going to be discussing a text today. We're just uh, going to introduce ourselves and introduce the podcast, talk about why we're doing what we're doing, and um, introduce the book that we're going to be discussing next time. I'm Janet, and uh, my I'm coming to this with a deep love of reading. I read... I probably came first into reading critical theory and challenging texts through reading uh, feminist and intersectional texts back in my youth. Um, since then, I've continued to read that kind of thing, but I am also have become increasingly interested in ecology, and I've delved pretty deeply into the extinction crisis. Um, I also enjoy reading science, and I appreciate the ways that people who write theory and work for movements incorporate science into their work. I also read a little bit of theology and occult work, and I'm pretty interested in reading about the secret histories uh, that are not always told, and that uh, is part of what I've been doing lately. I'm pretty excited to read books with you guys, um, and I'll let Dave introduce himself. Great, yeah. Um, hey, I'm Dave, and um, let's see, my serious history as a reader, um, skipping over some folly that I experienced in my youth and in high school, it started, I guess, around the time when I was um, in college at the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill, and was exposed to, um, <laughs> I was going to call that that, which shall not be named, <laughs> but, okay. the institution that shall not be named. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, got on fire with ideas, uh, by reading, I guess what would be called continental philosophy or the, the post-structuralist stuff. And some of the, what was called back then postmodern um, critical theory, um, and, but I veered quickly into, um, anarchist and anti-authoritarian theory and reading, uh, ideas and practice. Um, since then, well, yeah, and, and I've read a lot of feminist theory and queer theory along the way. Um, I'm also very interested in anthropology and do a lot of reading along the lines of anthropology, including, um not just academic anthropology, but also practical aspects of animism, uh, spirituality, uh, the occult, the Western occult tradition. Um, I also like some science writing as well, like Janet. Uh, and then there's also like ecology and permaculture, which is kind of an applied body of theory and practice around uh, putting ecological practices, ecological uh, knowledge to work in the field in real life. Uh, this is pretty encompassing and a big interest of mine as well. And somehow I kind of weave all of these things together um, in an evolving body of thought, which uh, is something that I'm here to kind of partially explore and work out with y'all. Um, but yeah, we should also say, I guess, that 
that me and Janet, we've been reading together for a long time and have known each other for over 25 years. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the reading groups that we've been a part of in the past. But we also, we've been friends this whole time and we live together. Now as practicing herbalists, which is our other life that we live when we're not reading, practicing herbalists, keeping an apothecary, we have an herb garden and actual school of herbal medicine as well. All of this is based out of uh, uh, the mountains of western North Carolina where we live on the side of a mountain um, on some land that uh, we started inhabiting about 15 years ago and that we've built uh, you know everything on this land water system, gardens, outdoor kitchen, you know, um, our, and including our house. So when you hear us talking about these books, you should picture us sitting on the couch in our, you know, four or 500 square foot um, round pole, mud, straw, clay built structure with our wood stove going in the wintertime out here on the side of the mountain. Uh, so yeah, that's a little bit about us. I mentioned that like Janet and I have been reading together for a long time, and part of what we mean by that is that we've been in reading groups, you know, where a group of people gather every so often, pick out a text, a book, and work through it together and read through it and meet to talk about it, you know, chapter by chapter or in some other way. And we have this as part of our history going all the way back to, like I said, 1994, I think, 25 years, where we would meet in a coffee shop in Chapel Hill with some friends and talk about text. At that point, we were reading uh, some of the chapters in Deleuze and Guattari's A Thousand Plateaus about the rhizome and the nomadic war machine. And we, we read Donna Haraway's uh, Cyborg Manifesto, and we read some Baudrillard and some other stuff I can't quite remember. That might be it. Yeah, stuff like we that. We read Nomadology, too. Mm-hmm. And um, we're really just marked by that experience of like hashing out ideas uh, with folks. And then there was another really formative reading group in our life. Um, we both lived in New Orleans on and off uh, for about a decade. And uh, the winter of 2002 to 2003, uh, I was living down there. And then Dave came down for part of the time. And we were part of a reading group there. We read a lot of different books, read some Judith Butler and some Foucault, but we spent the majority of the time with, uh, also with A Thousand Plateaus, uh, mm-hmm. Capitalism and Schizophrenia by Deleuze and Guattari. And that time in my life, I have to admit to being a peak experience, um, getting together with these smart folks from all these different backgrounds who would get together and digest and absorb this inspiring but challenging text weekly was such a highlight in my life. And it actually permanently changed the way I think and altered my consciousness. And I saw in that the power that we can have in reading books together. Um, I have such a deep love for those people. Um, everyone that was in the New Orleans reading group, if you're still out there listening, then know that I love you and I still think about you guys. Mm-hmm. 
that was such an amazing time. And so part of what we're trying to bring to this experience with you guys is that we live on the side of the mountain. We're pretty isolated uh, for part of the year. And then the rest of the year we have a school and we have apprentices that live with us. Um, but we... It's not easy for us to get together in person yes, regularly with others with to other talk people, about books. To talk about books. And it's also not easy for us always to make time to really... Sp- to spend time on discussing books, especially in the busy times of year. So with this project, we're hoping to, for one thing, get to kind of make ourselves spend the time and energy to talk about books. Uh, Secondly, we want to re-experience that book club, but with a much broader group of people and spread the joyful experience of reading along with others. Um, I think that a lot of people can be pretty intimidated by certain texts um, and will will have books that they think they should read or they know they wish they'd already read, but they seem too daunting because they're dense or because they're complicated or because they draw from too many references. Um, What we're hoping to do here is break down some of those books together. And uh, within that... Dave and I are also really interested in encouraging people to read more um, and to read more actual books uh, in their hands. And part of what I mean by that is a lot of where what's happening and that I see in the world today is a dearth of book reading. People tend to read more on screens. They read blog posts. They might read essays. um, They get their news and ideas in fragments And that is a different relationship with a text when you're reading something challenging that someone spent years of their life working on, um, incorporating maybe a whole lifetime of ideas and experiences, then you get a very different experience going over that text, especially with other people. Um, And in some ways, the difficulty is part of the point, because to actually have a paradigm-shifting, mind-changing experience, uh, it is necessary to spend some time with some ideas. and That stretch your brain. To stretch your brain and to mm-hmm. live some time with a book mm-hmm. as a companion. Mm-hmm. So we want to actually share that and spread the love of books as well while we're doing this. Um, and one of the things that people are doing more is listening to podcasts. Right. Um, not that podcasts are replacing reading exactly. They fill it somewhat of a different niche. You know, you're not going to read a book while you're driving your car, but podcasts are on the rise. So part of what we're doing is using this form of the podcast right. to draw attention to books and and to reading as an enriching, enabling, and empowering practice that we can still take part in. So yes. So how can people join us here for the podcast? Yeah. So... Uh, The format of the podcast is going to be we're allowing ourselves some flexibility to do what we feel like around ideas and reading. Um, But I think that the basic, our basic idea, our foundational idea is to perform something like a reading group where we take a text, like say a book, um, and we assign the book to each other and to you if you want to be part of it. And then we'll take that that book, let's say, piece by piece, like say chapter by chapter. And, you know, over the course of some weeks, we're not promising a super regular, like every Wednesday release date or anything. But as we can, we will record sessions where we discuss 
you know, chapter one, chapter two of the book. And, um, and you will know about this ahead of time. And so if you want to read along with us, then we invite you to get the book, to get the text. And, you know, if we're going to do chapter one next week, you can read chapter one. And then you can think about it. You can even communicate with us about it. You can, we have a email address the book on fire podcast at gmail.com where you can send comments questions anything like that that you want maybe we'll have more interactivity uh brought online later um but that's what we have so far as that email address and then when the podcast comes out you'll have read it and you'll be right with us thinking about the ideas that we're talking about and hearing how our take on things correlates or differs from what yours was. And that could be really enriching and interesting. Um, but also we, we want this to be for people who aren't going to read the books too, because, you know, a lot, like a lot of folks don't have time to read or they just for whatever reason, probably are not going to read this, these books. And so, you know, one function of this can be as a substitute for reading the books. We intend to like talk about these texts enough so that to break it down enough so that you can get an idea of what's going on in the book, you know, what the author is trying to do, what concepts are being introduced, like how it relates to other stuff that you we might be thinking about or engaged in or involved in. And so that's one possibility is that this can be a substitute for reading these books, um, even though we do want to encourage you to read. And we would love it if you did read along. Um, and then also it's just hearing a couple of book nerds talk about their passions and their ideas and the books that they're reading. You know. So that's the general format. For everyone who's ever wondered, what is it that these two freaks talk about when they are by themselves? This is your chance to be a fly on the wall. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for sure. People have told us part of the reason why we're doing this too is because people over the years have said have suggested have requested that we do a podcast and have and have expressed that they wish that they could hear us talk about the books that we're reading um and so this is we're that. giving the people what they also. want mm -hmm. so so our first book um that we're choosing and which we're going to read the introduction and the first chapter in the next couple weeks is staying with the trouble Making Ken in the Thulu Scene by Donna J. Haraway, or Haraway. And so, once again, Staying with the Trouble, Making Ken in the, in the Thulu Scene by Donna Haraway. We're pretty excited about this book. I have been meaning to read it for a while, and we chose it for a few different reasons. It's fun, but it's also got a lot going on. Um, she is a multidisciplinary person who draws widely from a lot of fields, including art and science and history and feminist theory and technology, so many things. And she is, she's pretty fun. I think it's a good place to start. Um, and I want to say here why we are picking the books that we put, pick in general. It's books that we think are interesting and exciting, but also more than that, these are books that we see as uh, having valuable concepts and ideas that that it would be good for us to be breaking down and working through and looking at that can inform how we understand the world around us in this complicated time that we live in, uh, that can also help inform um, a practice, either a practice of resistance or a practice of creating meaning in our lives. 
and books that we feel like have something to contribute that would be better read collectively. So the mm-hmm. point in what we're doing has to do with that and that we're choosing mm-hmm. staying with the trouble as very as a emblematic of so many of those things. And that's what we're going to be doing here together is discussing ideas and talking about how to put them into practice. And that is the book on fire. I really like how you said books that are better read collectively yeah. because these books contain ways of seeing concepts, tools that we can use to enrich our experience in the world, to fight against the things that oppress us, to outmaneuver our enemies, to co-create better with the world, to all of these things. And for the ideas in a book to just be downloaded into one mind is a, a kind of impoverished way for a book to land in the world and for concepts and ideas to land in the world. And because we are, we are, we are working together, if we are working and we are in um, a movement, we're co-creating with people, then, then we are working together. And so we should be sharing these thoughts and these speculations and everything together and processing them somewhat together. You know, yeah. uh, and um, and that I think is uh, one of the potentials um, of what we're doing and why I'm drawn to doing it. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. I would also add that um, what you described, I think, is like what very few people get to experience in college at its best is to actually get together with folks and discuss books um, that are challenging and world shifting. But that stream in academia is being damned (laughs) or put out Mm -hmm. in some ways and not allowed to flow anymore. And also everyone doesn't have access to that. So with this podcast, um, we are formally inviting you to be part of our invisible college here (laughs) as we discuss the books uh, that um, fire us up and make us think. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, a lot of these books might be read in colleges, like real universities, but we want to make it clear that we don't want to discuss these ideas in in an ivory tower uh, where we are hemmed in by the limitations that, you know, colleges and academia and the school setting puts on people, on professors and, and things. We are just out here in the world... Uh, making a life, struggling, making a life, resisting, trying to trying to transform the world, you know. And this is these ideas are a part of that, and but they have to be answerable. They have to answer to the rest of that practice. Consider this a stone thrown in the pond. Next time, Staying with the Trouble, Making Kin in the Thulu Scene, Introduction and Chapter 1.